Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, you lovely lot, and welcome to Football Manager Therapy. I'm Matt Richards, and on this week's episode... Going up, back to the pram Took our time, took our chances Went to League One, now we're back on our feet A Yorkshire club and its will to survive So many times, it happens too fast Got Lewis Potter for glory Kept a grip on the dreams of Bullard Now we fight just to keep them alive It's the rise of the Tigers It's a promotion fight Rising up to the challenge of our rivals And the Phil Brown survivors Stop their prey in the night Now you're all watching us It's the rise of the Tigers Joining me as always is the full brown cravat to my Tony Pulis cap. It's Tony James. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Evening, Matt. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right, mate. Kept you waiting a little bit on that one. I told you, didn't I? I was like, I, I, I felt that once, once I caught up with what was going on, I was like, right, okay, okay, right, yeah, yeah. We got a bit of wait to go. Then this happens. All I could imagine was that's exactly what Jimmy Bullard was doing when he sat everyone down on the pitch and he was singing that song <laughs> at everybody. <It's> exactly. That's <laughs> exactly what it was. Uh, yeah. mate, beautiful, yeah. beautiful as always, man. Like, the, I think next week's podcast is going to be like a nine minute intro, and then you're going to start doing something. So. Um, it's 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 getting bigger every time, man. It's uh, it's it's very very good, very good as always. How 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 the devil are you? I'm very well. I'm very well. I'm very chipper this week. The, the problem, the problem with it is obviously last week's was quite long and we had to cut it up. And but last week's was amazing, by the way. Like last week's, like as you say, to, to cut the intro to a Patreon exclusive. That's like. <laughs> What have we become? We've, we've like, become, this is the thing. We've now. become everything we knew we would be. <laughs> that is actually a worryingly, worryingly true statement in the sense that, you know, everyone was like, oh, they've chilled out on the chaos episodes and we've just gotten, yeah, but we're now going to find other ways to do ridiculous stuff. I love the, the fact that we'd be sitting there like retyping up the Patreon, like tier one gets you an ad-free podcast uh, a day early, also an additional podcast and the full intro unedited. Yeah, that'll get people in. <laughs> there was, there was talk on our Patreon only uh, Discord channel 
about crowdfunding a Motown album of introductions. <laughs> so look, I'm not I'm not saying that it's maybe something that we considered doing at Christmas. Christmas seems like a good time. Um but there we go. There we go. I am I'm I will say this, you know, I understand that I'm building this up, but I am very excited for the month of September for the intros because I've got some plans. So, because I have started planning these out now. Give the people so. what they want. That's what we always yes. say. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, we will be giving the people what they want in one part of the UK. And <laughs> in the other, it's not necessarily what the people had in mind. Because we're going to be talking about our individual saves here this week on Football Manager Therapy. I will be talking in a minute about what I've been getting up to in uh, Yorkshire. And Tony will be filling us in what's going on north of the border on his Twitch save. Spoilers, just just get ready. Just get ready. If you thought that intro was long, get ready for the rant. That's all I'm going to say. All right, let's get started. Uh, let's take a little journey across the Humber Bridge to the lovely little city of Hall. Is that in the whole region by any chance? Is that it is in the it's in the the Humber region of Hull. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. That's still that genuinely still really, really, really made me chuckle when I was editing last week's podcast. Uh, it's in the Bordeaux region. Don't worry, I've got I've got a better line for this week. So if you thought the uh, it's in the Bordeaux region, it's Bordeaux was good. Just just wait till uh, till later on. That's good. I love it. Yeah, um, yeah. So as you could probably tell from this week's intro. Things have been going very well at Hull. You know, I alluded that we're, we're, we're rise, it's the rise of the Tigers, right? So, we left off where I was still in League One last time and it was all going very well and stuff. So, to quickly wrap that up, we got promoted! We, we didn't win the league. We came second to Ipswich, which is a random team to come second to, I must admit. No shame, no shame in that. No, and like... It came to, I think it was like the last two or three games and we'd sealed automatic promotion because I think it was Plymouth in third and Austin Ipswich just ran away from them. And I think it was about three or four games and I kind of was like, oh, I'm going to try, I'm going to rotate because obviously, you know, I'm I'm focusing on youngsters and youth players. I'm going to rotate some players Mm -hmm. in. I was like, I'm going to try out some tactical stuff because I need to start thinking about next season. And that actually was a very smart move because the board changed what they expected in terms of, of club culture and style of football. Mm. So I said, didn't I, the long-term plan was going to be a possession-based sort of tiki-taka, rotational-type thing, right? Yeah. Well, the board went, nah, we're not having any of that. They were, <laughs> so they were get, defensive. Get it, up, get it up to the top quick. Go on. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> yes. Defensive football, direct football, counter-attacking football. Which, to be honest with you, was music to my ears because I was a bit worried about how we were going to fare in the championship. <laughs> because their expectation was mid-table. And I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I was like, calm, calm down. I was like, I know we've had a good season. But I was kind of like, all right, that kind of works in our favour because I preempted such a thing because I was kind of like, oh, I need to disregard the, the idea of keeping the ball and be quick and use pace and blah 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 so I actually started playing with a 4-4-2 in the last like three or four games mm-hmm. so that is what we've gone with so we are playing 
it's I've got three formations that are all a version of a 4-4-2. I'm mainly playing a 4-4-2 with two deep DMs and then a 4-2-4 because why not? We're like Rassin Bold Yorkshire. <laughs> Hullissimo. Yeah, Hull- Hull- Hullissimo all over again, isn't it? Just... And that's what kind of made me happy because I was like, oh, we're going back to the 442. <laughs> I was like, it's happening, it's happening. But um, the one weird thing, we're actually talking of which, so you know, we're sort of saying like how we've become quite a hipster team and, and we're all drinking, you know, organic coffee and all that, right? The, the comparison to the last whole save is so funny because we are so bad in the air. We've just got nobody that's got any jumping reach. I've managed to sort of rectify it, which I'll get onto a little bit later, but we just concede so many from corners and free kicks because no one is, like, over six foot. Everyone's terrible in the air. You've got, like, George Honeyman's that's got, like, heading of three and jumping reach of four, and I'm like, what am I going to do with this? Yeah, he's, like, five foot six or something, isn't he, like, at best? So I kind of, like, because I, I, obviously I wasn't focusing on that when I, when I did my recruitment. For, for the championship and it just kind of happened and I was like oh oh no that's that's not great but talking of recruitment we 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 we've got we've got a lot to talk about in this section so stuck to my guns and I did what I said I was going to do which was the Brentford B approach so I scouted all of those uh, Premier League rejects and picked up some absolute bargains so I spent zero pounds the only the only money I spent was I think there was a release like you know like a compensation fee for two of the players yeah yeah, and i think one of them was like a million which i didn't know but i I wanted to get him so i had to get in early offering him a contract if that made sense if i had waited him out for him to come out of his contract so then it wouldn't cost me anything other teams would have poached him so we did we did end up actually buying a player um for 200k which leads me on to the next point about recruitment. So you, if you're in our Discord, you might have seen this already. My current scouts at Hull City are Luke Nillis. Oh, Villa legend, Villa legend. Villa, Villa legend, who is chilling over in, I believe, I think, I think it's like Belgium and Holland. Yeah. I mean. So I was like, yeah, that, that's that makes sense. And then two of the biggest acquisitions for, for the club ever, my other two scouts, Oh, Big Sam Allardyce and Neil Warnock. Yes. Get the air horns going off. <laughs> I mean, clearly they're just going to be scouting Yorkshire. <laughs> not even not even down to London. We're not going that far. There was a couple of things because I, I literally was just like, oh, I need a couple of scouts. I think I've got like four scouts in, in, in available to me. So I've got like a tactical scout. He's doing my opposition analysis. And then I've got Lou Nillis. Warnock and, and Allardyce. But I, I didn't go out of my way to get them. They just came up in... in you know, the scout search as, like, quite good. I didn't realise, number one, that Neil Warnock's 72. Yeah, he's, he's, he's proper old, isn't he? That's <laughs> mad. That's genuinely mad. I was like, when did you become 72? But like, that explains quite a lot, to be honest with you. Um, so he popped up, and I was I, I kind of was like, surely he doesn't want to come and join. But he was like, preferred role was scout. And then Sam Allardyce just popped up, and I was like, what's going on? So my, my aim is just to hire former managers as my scouts um maybe going forward so where do you right where do you think that i've put warnock and and allardyce 
Oh, like they said, like Yorkshire, like not even not even as far as the Midlands, they'd be like a little bit dismissive of that, possibly. Or, or if you've actually decided, right, you know what, they can they can travel outside the UK. Mm-hmm. Probably both in Benidorm. So, Sam Allardyce has joined the Russian mafia and is currently scouting <laughs> Eastern Europe, um, which I, I alluded to in the Discord, and someone was like, "No, no, no, he's not in the mafia. He is the mafia." Um, so I just thought, I was like, if if there is someone that will know the profile of, of you know an Eastern European football player, it's Sam Allardyce because he's just going to go. He's a seven foot free center half with jumping reach of twenty and strength of like twenty. That's the kind of player that yeah, I, would, I would like to get. So Allardyce is currently smoking cigars in in Eastern Europe. <laughs> I keep I keep a tabs on him every now and again just to make sure he's all right, and I think he is. Just smashing up all the local vodka, going, oh, "I can find a player. I can find a player." Should I tell, should I tell you the time I managed England for one match? You know? He's he's traded in a pint of wine for a pint of vodka, and he's living his best life. So Warnock, I was like, elder statesman. He's been around the game quite a lot. You know, he's 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 spent a lot of time in England. I thought you are the perfect person to put in Scandinavia. <laughs> He'll be complaining about the price of everything. <laughs> like, how much? Nine quid for a coffee. Freezing. Absolutely freezing. He's got about nine coats on watching Finnish and Icelandic uh, top flight football. But you know what, though? You've sent him somewhere where at least the buses are going to be lovely and like everything's going to be really nice and he's going he's gonna, to... Public transport's going to be beautiful for him. So, uh, I think, yeah, you know, Warnock could, could do quite well. I'm in Scandinavia. So, those are two regions I want to discount because generally you, you pick up quite good youngsters and Warnock actually found me an unbelievably good player he's called um, Velgir Velgirson I believe it's pronounced um, from HK in Iceland he's 18 years old he's an like an inverted winger which we play in our our system and he's well good like really really good I was like Warnock what have you done you genius so he's the one I I paid them 200k for because I was like I actually will put some money down on you because you you will be good you'll only get well he's good already and you'll only get better so if we do progress with the club so Warnock see what Warnock's come in good already like Allardyce hasn't found me anyone yet Um, but you never know you never know but I am getting like here's this man that plays for Partizan Belgrade. <laughs> Would you want to sign him? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe. Um, so, yeah, the, the recruitment's gone a bit wild. Talking of wild as well, I, I, so I noticed, I was kind of keeping an eye on the clubs that came down. And one of the clubs that came down was Burnley, which I guess is, I guess is not a shock, but, because I kept on, I kept on getting like, offered Jay Rodriguez and I was like, why do I want to buy Jay Rodriguez? No. I was like, this isn't this isn't last year hole. This is new cool hole. So I noticed that the manager of Burnley was Tony Pulis. Oh man. Because like, the thing they, like, this is interesting, right? Because has Dice has Dice become the England manager on your six? N- not yet. He tends to be the England manager on, on most six, right? Right, right. And I love the fact that Tony Pulis is the Burnley manager on your game. Because I put in the Discord that in my game, the Burnley manager is Jesse Marsh, which is the most unburnly appointment ever. Four four two. That's what I'm saying. He's turning yeah. the he's turning the four four two into the four four cool at Burnley. So Pulis, uh, 
again, my game has just gone peak Brexit. We leave the United Kingdom. Uh, the United Kingdom leaves the EU and it just all goes to, goes to pot. Pulis got sacked before Christmas. Not even at Christmas. Like, beginning of December. I was like, incredible. And Burnley, from last time I checked, are currently 21st in the league and could potentially have two back-to-back relegations. They're going to double drop, aren't they? That, I... I if I get, I think I actually think they beat me, which annoyed me. But um, if I get to play them again, I'd love to put them down. The problem is, though, is that I've is that I've, I've already texted you about this and said that you that sexy Burnley is better than sexy Hull. So I think nah, nah, I love this whole team too much. Mm. Um, I really, 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 really do. So again, let's get into the transfers because this is quite fun. So number one. So Gerard Bowen, yeah, you know I, was, I mentioned it was we had some financial not issues, but we, we needed to sort of balance the books better. The Gerard Bowen transfer made us, and I am I am genuinely not joking, ten million, and then he got sold to Newcastle for forty nine million, and we got six million of that. So we made sixteen million Oof. on Gerard Bowen. What a legend and what negotiating by Hull. So we 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 we're doing really really well because I, I've sold a few players and we've we've done a we've done a bit a good bit of business. But that just set us up perfectly for the championship. And again, like I didn't spend any of it, but mm-hmm. I put it into the facilities, youth, and, and all that stuff. So yeah, that that was first point. So we picked up a, a quite a few. Uh, free transfers. We got um, McCann, Charlie McCann from from Man United. We got Sidney Tavares from Leicester. There was a couple of others that that uh, uh, kind of like Joel Lopez from from Arsenal. There was Jack Rolls from Spurs, the, uh, the guy who plays for Cyprus. But they were more like fleshing out the squad rather hmm. than being first team players. Because I've got a couple of players that really have like stepped up and stepped in. Um, one of them being um, um, Brandon Fleming, the left wing back, left full back. He's been really, really excellent. And then there's a guy called Samuelson who comes back from loan. Who's Norwegian, like Martin Samuelson, is it? Yeah, that's the that's the that's the that's the guy. Yeah, he's been really, really good for us. So we we already had quite a good core core of the team, and we had like uh, Keen Lewis Potter. Obviously, he was he was doing really well for us. And we, we'd had Balogun on loan, who ended up being top goal scorer, I think, for us in the promotion season. But I picked up. Um, Zandi Silva from West Ham, who is inverted winger, advanced forward. He is currently my top striker. I think at like 22 goals, and we've got probably like 15 games to go. He is that West Ham production line is amazing on the game. Like just every every single season, there's at least like five six players you could pick from the uh for the reserves that can go straight into like league one sides easy yeah well west ham are my favorite team obviously because they paid us all that money for jared bowen and then i picked up <laughs> silver as well and i was like hello um but i picked up a guy called admiral musque or musque um who is zimbabwean he plays at leicester in real life he's just i think he's just moved to luton town in real life actually it looks pretty decent IRL as well, but he has just been a legend. So it's him and him and Zandi, uh, Zandi Silver up front, and Keen Potter, but Keen Potter, uh, Keen Lewis Potter. Um, so yeah, those two, those three in rotation up front have been amazing. But the, the yeah, the Admiral, well, oh, he's been belting. 
He's, he's really, really, really has. Because like, the whole tactic is just built around thumping it forward and those two boys running into the channels. So we, we, we've done pretty well. We Again, central defence has been a bit of an issue because we kind of just didn't have a lot of good there. We had, we'd, we'd had Tanganga the season before on loan. But um, the Greaves, I want to say Jacob Greaves, he's pretty good. He's only like 21, but I needed a kind of like another part with him because Reesburg isn't quite good enough and there, there's been a couple of them aren't good enough so I ended up getting him Christian Lima in on a, on a free transfer 31 year old Argentinian Christian Lima who's been really good yeah we got him from I think he was at Newell's old boys the last time but then we I did get some um, some loans in in January so I got I got Balogun back yeah for a reason I'll tell you in a second I got my Longstaff back um, well not back but I got him and his contract was coming up and I was really annoyed because he started playing really well for us. I think Rangers got him before us because we can't off, we can't yeah. offer him a contract because he's English. So it's you know the six month rule. So I was a bit frustrated about that, but he's been really good in there. And we've got um, Trevor Chalaber, who the lad from Chelsea, because Chelsea are my senior affiliate team. So I should get <laughs> loads of good players for nothing. I did, I did try and sign Olivier Giroud on loan. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. <laughs> Wasn't having any of it. He was like, no, no, no. But we'll, we'll, we'll see We'll see with that. So the reason I got Balogun back was because I managed to sell Keen Lewis Potter for 16 million. Oof. And... Money, money in Humberside. And 50% on the profits of the next sale. We're going to start calling the million dollar tigers at this rate, man. This is like... And again, I, I, loved, I loved Lewis Potter. He really he was genuinely one of our best players, along along with uh, George Honeyman and, and a couple of. Again, like I've got a load of like Lewis Coyle, who's my my, my right fullback, right wing back. It's just they're just grafters, really really good. Oh, we we managed to get um, Jamal Blackman from Chelsea and on a free, and he has been ridiculous. He's been so good. He's, he's just so good. It's that. It's that. Um, I take it this is the first season. The end of that first season when like all the, the young players get released from the um, from the Premier League teams, and there's like that first two seasons. There's absolute diamonds. Like I remember that was kind of the the basis of my Peterborough side as well. Was was those like sort of like Reese Devines and um, um, Mickey Van Sassers and things like that. Like, those those players who were sort of like in and around that that era. Of, uh, of being released and being like, oh, hey, come and play for us. And like, wow, look at all these guys we've got here. Uh, a couple of them didn't work out. Like Jake Kane and that didn't work out for me. But Yeah, I've got I've got a couple of those. But again, it was, as I mentioned last time, it's kind of, they're just playing in the under-23s and happy to. And they are improving. Some of them are getting better. There's a couple of them that I think are going to be okay. But we need to start seriously thinking about next season. So before I mention why... We beat Arsenal in the fourth round of the FA Cup. <laughs> 2-1. 2-1 FM'd them. Just, I think we had about four chances scored two. They had about 21. Their XG looked better because I think they had an XG of like 2.16. It's because they had a penalty. Joel Blackman just saved it. It was like, nah, not having any of that. And they only, I think they only scored. I think we were 2-0 up and they scored late on. Like 83rd minute. I think it was um, in Ketier. And they just shut down. I was like, right, cool. Ultra defensive the whole lot. Um, yeah, beat them 2-1. So our reward for that is uh, a tie with Chelsea in the fifth round. Beautiful, beautiful, man. Uh, That's what it's all about. I'll take the money because the, the board are happy because we were, um, I think we were only expected to make the, the, 
the fourth round, so we're already punched above us. Man, just, 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 just put the kids out. Put the kids out. Take a beating. Like rest, rest you guys for the league. I don't know. I like. Yeah. I, uh, we in terms of like rotations and stuff, like we're doing fine. Like when I'm not really had any serious injuries. Like a couple of knocks every now and again, but I've been rotating pretty good. Uh, it's just a nice squad. Like, I really like my squad. Like everyone in it adds something maybe a little bit different here and there and obviously there's, there's there's some development that's been going to be needed and again it's hopefully it's that that one's going to come in season three where the development like gets better because i'm trying i'm all i'm focusing on is is free transfers and facilities for now just to build that infrastructure so that because we, we we actually don't have a bad academy we've already had a someone coming for the youth take that looks really really good there was also a generation just ahead of them, which are a real generation of the academy. There's a lad called Barry. There's a, there's, a, there's a few of them that could be quite good. There's a centre-back called Andy Smith, who isn't quite there yet, but could be quite good. So we've been really fortunate that that we've had a, had a good academy already. So we're currently third in the championship. Wow. So the expectation was mid-table. But from like first to sixth, there's like a point or two in it. It's just that's the championship, the way that's the yeah, championship. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think playoffs are realistic, and again, wouldn't be upset if we don't make it through in the playoffs. I'd be, but I really am going to push for automatic promotion because I think I think we I think it's going to be a tough Premier League season, but I don't I don't really have any fears because I think recruitment wise, I think we can still do well. And again, just getting that reputation boost, that money boost. I'm just going to pump it all into the facilities and just hopefully like build the club up. We're ready again. Like financially, we're really good because we sold uh, Lewis Potter for 16 million. We had that 16 million from Jared, you know, Jared Bowen. So we already had you know <laughs> nearly like 30 million or, or whatever it was. So we've done we've done pretty well already. And then we've made little sales and little deals, and we're doing pretty good. So. Yeah, I'm man. I, I genuinely really love this team. I really do, and I'm not. I'm, it's not. You can tell when you love a team because I'm not actually that bothered about how well we do. Yeah. When we lose, I'm like, ah, oh, that sucks. What are you gonna do? It's part of the process. It's like, yeah, it's it, same, same with Peterborough. Like, it, it it sounds like what you're saying there. It sounds like exactly what we want to at Peterborough. Like that sort of like, that that planning, that building. Just like this is my generation. Like this is the this is the 2021. Hull and the 2022 Hull you'll think of as a different squad and it's like yeah sounds, sounds like you're going about the right way and a couple of a couple of Premier League loans in there as well could really make the difference to like sort of if you don't make it this year a couple of smart Premier League loans could really make the difference and just like let you tear up on the championship next season so um, jealous man I'm jealous jealous it sounds great <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's all going rather swimmingly talking of which why did we head over to Aberdeen and find out how things have been going for Tony up in Scotland. So, let's start by saying... Um, <laughs> I just want to say to the listeners, you probably won't hear it because it'll probably get edited out. 
But I, I, I audibly heard him readjusting his chair and get closer <laughs> to his microphone in preparation for this. So here we go. Here right. we go. So I'm trying to think when the last update was. The last update was probably that we left Motherwell. I'm guessing was the yes, last update, yes, right? Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We we slogged our way to the end of the season. We hated it. We hated every little bit. We left and we thought, right, let's go. Um, Aberdeen, the Aberdeen job's always been available. Every like every single season, it comes available. And we always used to joke on Peter Brewer, oh, let's go the Aberdeen job. Let's go get the Aberdeen job. We finally got the Aberdeen job uh, after leaving Motherwell, and um, and we thought. I looked at the squad, okay, and we're expected to challenge for Europe, which is like sixth or something fifth or sixth in, in the SPL and there's only 12 teams so it's it's doable right it's doable and uh, looked at the squad and this is how serious I was I was going to take this right I, I wrote out a list of the players on stream I was like right let's go through the players let's go through the squad properly we'll work out what we've got we'll make notes we'll only recruit for the positions that we need to fill because we will have quality players in there that we can work with okay so we had quality players like uh, like McCrory, who's there in real life. Quality player. He can play uh, midfield. In fact, in real life, they're playing him at right back or centre back. Then we had Josh Knight, who's currently at Peterborough in real life. Again, really good player. He's in there. Lewis Ferguson is still at he's still at Aberdeen. And he's like valued at seven million. So I was like, all right, my midfield's brilliant. Like I've got three players already in midfield. Campbell looked like uh, Darren Campbell looks like a, a good deep line playmaker. So I was like, all right, midfield sorted. Uh, we've got Mickey Johnston, who's come in from Celtic, who, again, on paper, looks like a pretty decent winger, playmaker. He could be quite good fun. Um, but the big issue that we had was that we had um, we had no strikers at all. None. The goalkeepers were both two stars, and everyone who's listened to this podcast will know that I've had several run-ins with goalkeepers in this save each season. We had no left backs at the club, and uh, and centre half. Actually, centre half. We had this one six foot three, eighteen year old who looked brilliant. Right, he looks great, and like he looks good now, and he's going to get better. I say we've got no strikers. We had this guy who was like maybe six foot five, played in what looks like the sort of shadow striker, AP, possibly enganch role. Um, Visions like a vision of 17. <laughs> going, this is really strange. That like 22 going, he could be quite handy. And then we've got a couple of other four forward players who were going right. We just need to just drop a contract on them just because we haven't got any forwards. Um, and they would probably just become bit part players. So I was like, right, look at the squad. I was like, right, fair enough. On paper, we're pretty good. Like, we've got a couple of key positions we need to fill. So we went straight out, straight out for strikers and uh, and goalkeepers. Couldn't find a goalkeeper for love and money who was going to come. Um, we ended up signing a guy called Beadle on loan, and you can make all the jokes because I've already made them. He is fing rubbish. Handling might as well have been one, right? So we've played him, we've played him again and, uh, and benched him. We then managed to get a goalkeeper. We got uh, Jao Virginia, the lad who plays for, he plays for Everton on my game. I think he's a. Arsenal, I think, in real life. Um, All right. Starts off there. So he's like the Portuguese goalkeeper. We got him for like 90 grand. Uh, it was between us and Barcelona. We're potentially interested in him. So like, right, okay. let's get in there. Uh, he chose us. So I'm guessing Barcelona maybe weren't interested in him. Or maybe the, the finances had, had balanced out in real life into my game as well. So Virginia comes in. 
and uh, he plays in his debut. He's excellent. And then he gets injured for seven weeks, because of course he does. <laughs> what is wrong with you in this game? What is wrong? And left backs, so we get left backs, we, we bring in a guy from Sheffield United. I've got a thing where, uh, as part of the stream, if you get like a certain amount of challenge points, you can rename a player. So we've actually brought in friend of the podcast, Dave Goodger, is playing nice. left, left wing back. Um, so he was pretty decent. So we've got him in. We've, of course, we brought Ruben Providence in as well because he comes with us everywhere. However, he's not going to get a work permit by all accounts. So we've had to bring him in on loan from Motherwell. So he comes in. He's happy to do that. He's more than happy to do that, right? In he comes. So we've got, um, so we've christened him R99 now as well. So nice, we're starting to nice, brand him. Yeah, yeah. So he comes in. Uh, Mickey Johnston is the single most frustrating player I've ever managed on this game all the talent in the world and he has square feet right? because <laughs> when it comes to doing anything with the football particularly shooting he's, he's like unless he's if, if he's facing that direction that's where the ball goes like he's, he doesn't consider turning around to look for anything or adjusting his body slightly. Just he stands and goes, all right, I'm at a, I'm at a 45 degree angle. The goal is 30 degrees. I'm just kicking at 45 degrees in a straight line. And you're like, mate, there's, you literally had an open goal and you've just, you just pegged it wide for no reason. <laughs> he's so frustrating. So okay. he's in there. Um, you'll notice we've not mentioned about strikers just yet. <laughs> okay. Because... I had a brainwave. I didn't have a brainwave. I, I got right. I got, we we had a bit of a we had a bit of a we had a bit of a, a gap in between stream right. So obviously we took charge of Aberdeen, which I think you you, you heard about a couple of a couple of uh, podcasts ago, right? Then I normally stream on a Wednesday and a Sunday. So the Sunday night stream, which so we we pick the job on the Monday, on the Wednesday, we do the podcast records on the Saturday. I stream on mm-hmm. the Sunday. When we record the Saturday, last Sunday I was doing my charity um crossfit oh, yeah, yeah, liftathon yeah. yeah so yeah. we did that so did 12 hours of 12 hours of weightlifting uh we, the challenge was to lift 1 million kilos we lifted 2.2 million in the end Woo. raised 10 grand big claps for us we're over the moon right um notice i'm skirting past this right so this is the reason that we didn't stream on sunday night monday and tuesday was basically recovery wednesday was the twitch movement of you know come off Twitch for a night because of all the hate raids. So Wednesday we didn't stream. So I thought, right, I need to get in and get caught up for, for the podcast. So I was like, right, I'll rush through it. Thursday night I'll stream. Friday night I'm at my parents and, and Saturday night I'll get a stream in as well. And then we'll, we'll record the podcast uh, Sunday night and I'll do stream on Sunday night. So that's so that was my plan. Right, so, so Thursday night, jumped on. I was like, right, we need a striker. We need a striker. We need a striker. I haven't got a lot of money. Who can we get? Went through all the free transfer lists, and uh, and there was a former World Cup winner, Champions League winner, Ooh. La Liga winner, Ooh. international superstar <gasps> was was keen to discuss terms, very 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 reasonable terms as well, and we're talking two thousand pounds worth of reasonable terms. <gasps> Karim Benzema was <laughs> in discussions <laughs> with Aberdeen. <laughs> Of course he was. Of course he was. He was thirty. He's thirty-eight years old, right? He agreed. He agreed the contract. Because <laughs> my thinking, right? My thinking was: look, I've got this this 
this visionary almost that I was convinced this lad's going to be an enganch like I could just I figured like because he's big I can get him be the target man just ping balls up to him he can knock it down Benzema can just stand around just don't move at all just stand and and finish right that's all I need and he didn't get a work permit and I was like oh, oh shit no. so I was like, right so How did he not get a work permit? That's bizarre. Because um, he apparently hadn't paid 30% of France's games that season, which I guess was oh, understandable, well, was being understandable. 38. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he doesn't get a work permit. However, the weird th- the beautiful thing of this game was he's, that Benzema would have been happy to have signed a contract with us anyway, but just not play and clock some money. So I was like, I'm not falling for this one, Karim. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no, no. sorry, mate, we're going to cancel that. So, so Benzema's gone, right? We, we oh, man, I'm genuinely gutted. I'm genuinely gutted about that. That would have been, oh, brilliant. Well, him, him and C9, him and R99 would have been brilliant because we would have had, yeah, the yeah. number nine shirt was free, so Benzema was primed oh. for that. Like, there were, there were oh, those lines at the virtual club shop. Oh, was amazing, you, could have, right? you could have called them 999. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Should have been. Oh, there's so many. Oh, I'm gutted. I'm genuinely yeah. gutted. Yeah, you know. And um, so that was the thing. So we all got ourselves like, oh, it's gonna be brilliant. No, just our hopes are dashed. So like, right, what's plan B? Plan B is go and get uh, go and get Jordan Hugel, who plays for Sunderland in real life. He's been at, at Hibs, 22 year old striker, poacher. Looks pretty good. I was like, right, he's my man. Or I wanted Mark Blair from Motherwell. I wanted to go back and raid Motherwell for the Northern Irish forward who scored like 14 goals in a team that was really struggling last year I was like right he could be he could be the guy Motherwell understandably weren't going to sell um, weren't going to sell him uh, we got Hugel though we got Hugel in for about 100 grand so I thought that's pretty good he goes in 22 years old striker we then picked up uh, a guy called Lewis Richardson who starts the game at Burnley we looked at him at, we looked at him at Peterborough he went out to Porto so we've got him in on loan from Porto. <laughs> from Burnley to Porto, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So he's on loan from Porto, so he's in. So, that, so there's my two strikers, right? Um, we then, uh, who else do we bring in? We bring in Gawley from Peterborough, who's the young Northern Irish midfielder. We bring him in. So recruitment's sort of just about there, higgledy-piggledy a little bit. A couple of players mm. who are sort of probably better players at the club, but I was like, nah, they're not good enough. Shit them out just to get some money in, because again, we had no transfer budget really. So there we are, just kind of bumbling along for the first five or six games, feeling ourselves out a little bit. We then get beaten three 0 by uh, Rangers in the in the cup, and I was like, "Oh, that's not really good fun." Then we get beat five one by Rangers the next game, which is in the league. We we took the lead. We took the lead in that match, right? And then we just Dave Goodger had a stinker, and uh, oh, Dave he gave away gave away a penalty. Give her a penalty, and it was just yeah, we just, we couldn't do anything. Like literally, whatever. If Benzema was Benzema was playing for you at that time, he'd be in the tunnel whispering, "He's playing against us. Don't pass the ball to him. He's playing against us." Exactly, exactly. Like Benzema would have made the difference, right? It would have been five three had Benzema played, right? So, um, so that match happened, and I was like, "Oh, that's not that's not good." And then, but then we we rallied, and we we sort of just about get ourselves back up and about. We would be pick up a win or pick up a draw or something. And then we end up we end up losing to Ross County. Six three, we were th- we were three one up. <laughs> we were three one up. We were flying. We end up letting like a really weird goal go in, then a third one, and then all of a sudden, like I'm trying to close the game down with like ten minutes to go. We concede three goals. And I'm like, how the hell's that happened? Then we play Motherwell, 
the same thing happens. Like they they beat us three one, and I'm like, we've took the lead, we've conceded three goals. Then the same thing happens against Hibs. We concede three goals in the last ten minutes, and I'm like, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm literally locking the game down as we go. Like I'm not sitting there going, oh, best got all our attack now, one nil up, go for go for the kill. I'm like, right, trying to to pull everything back, you know, be compact. So having none of it, I'm not playing any of my crazy formations. I'm playing, you know, sensible four four twos or sort of four two, uh, so sort of four two fours or four three three maybe or like a four five one. And it's just not working. Like just nothing is happening. And then everyone's getting injured and everyone's getting suspended. And I'm starting to, I'm starting to hate it. <laughs> I'm just genuinely starting to hate it. It's becoming like Sunderland again because oh every single match is just like a slog. And the thing with the SPFL, like in the championship, you can win one or two games and you can go from second bottom to second quite easily. But that's fine when you've got 24 teams in the league. When you've got 12 teams in the league and you're expected to be in Europe, if you're floating in that bottom half of the table, the boards start to go, you're not going to get into Europe, are you? And you're like, I've got three points to make up. And they're like, yeah, yeah, but you haven't won in eight games. And it's like, no, you make a good, you make a good point, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you do, do make a good point. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh, they've been very unreasonably, unreasonably. Eight games? Oh, ten games then, maybe we talk. But Astute observation, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> so, so, um, so things start to go bad. We didn't even get to the eight games of badness, right? Because this is how, this is how, this is how the stream's gone, right? I didn't even realise that we didn't have backroom staff. Oh, for genuinely, right? No, 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 no. And and like none of us, like no one in the stream did. It was it just it cropped up at one point, right? Someone goes, "Oh, you got what's your backroom staff?" And I was like, "Oh, that's a good point. Let's have a little look." Because we brought a couple with us from from uh, Motherwell. Clicked on nobody. It's just like the couple of lads I brought from Motherwell. I was like, "Right, we've played we've played two games in the league, right? We can fix this pretty quickly, right?" But like, this could explain. A little bit. No, not a little bit. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course. Of course. I'm underselling it. Like you know, because uh, it was when it was when the goalkeeper got injured, and uh, and someone said on oh, the chat like, "What's happening in training?" I was like, "I've got no idea. They must be shooting each other or something." Have a quick look at your staff. See what you've got. And I was like, oh, "I've got no staff. That's probably why <laughs> they just left training amongst themselves." Clearly, um, and uh, so like so we, we so we got staff in. We tried. We tried to. Um, to so we got Billy Dodds in as assistant manager. Because, and this is a sentence, when we looked at whether we could, we weren't convinced we could get Gianfranco Zola to leave Bradford or not. <laughs> good, good. So, so that was, was part of, that gives you an expect, an idea of where we're at with, with our staff. So we filled the staff, right? But as I say, by that point, it's just like, there's too much to catch up on. Like, you can see the save unraveling and every, every week there's just more, in things happening I'm just like this is just shit like I hate it I hate it like and, and I can't and it's like it's not like there's like the same things happening over and over again and I'm going back and I'm looking at matches and I'm going right and Goodger's Goodger's uh, for example there's one match Goodger was too high and I, and I spotted it in the in the match and I moved him back and I covered his position and and we still conceded I was like well, like, you know, I'm just trying to deconstruct it as I'm going along, and then we, we, we change it up, and we sort of, we grind out a couple of games, like, we win nil-nil against Rangers, um, you know, completely FM that one, they, they've got, like, 23 shots, we've had, like, three or something, and we're celebrating our nil-nil, uh, like, having a great time, and, 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 and slowly but surely, these, these, these lack of wins, shall we call them, 
um, put us in one position in the league that we didn't really want to be in, and maybe sat maybe sat bottom of the league at this point, and and the board wanted to have a conversation. So about this European football, and I was like, right, so. Basically, what's happened here, lads, is there's been a terrible misunderstanding. Um, and this is the line I used on stream, okay? This is the one I said. I'll try to explain it. Going, I mean, look, we're only bottom because we've got less points and our goal difference is worse than everyone else's. <laughs> so technically... <laughs> table lies, Tony. The table lies. It's just, if you, you know. If you take those facts out, we're actually performing pretty well. Like, it all depends on what, what metrics you're looking at, you know? So. Have you considered playing a four-two-three-one? Impressive. <laughs> I'm system. not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not Why? doing it. It's it's easily the most popular and the most successful tactic. Tony. It you is. seem to have a massive issue with it. It's look if we're playing vanilla manager, right? I'll do it. Okay, no, but, all like, right. Like I'm not. Look, I'll, look. The, the the problem was the squad. The squad. The squad was set up for strikerless. Literally, I had no strikers, and I had attacking midfields. I was like, I looked at it, and it was the ultimate irony. If I took this job on, and I went. Oh God, this squad's set for strikerless, and I could I could have played it, but I tried to buy strikers instead. You can't be calling you can't be calling other managers vanilla when you're a beige manager, and I say you're a beige <laughs> manager because you keep on getting P45s in a beige envelope every bloody club you go to. So that's all I'm saying. All I'm saying, you know, it it, it sounds like it sounds like you either need a priest. <laughs> or, or just to sit down and just try and strip everything back. So, so this is the thing, right? So, so we have we have stripped it all back, right? We have stripped okay. it all back, and it's got to the point now where, like, literally the last couple of games, it was grinding matches out and like conceding like the last, the last minute or something. And I'm just no, no, no. And I'm just and I'm just sat and I've just looked at the screen, just like, like I'm I'm beaten, like I'm mentally beaten with it, and. uh and and the last match we played, which was at the time of recording, was last night. And um, we got a raid on the stream. It's about ninety people rocked up, in addition to all the people we already had. <laughs> were, they, were they your backroom staff that you forgot? To hire? <laughs> <laughs> and like so, so the raid happens, and like Lewis, who sort of comes in, he's like, "Oh, how's the stream going?" And like all of my guys are just like, "You've come in at the wrong time, lads. You've really come in at the wrong time." Like, He's about to get sacked, right? And everyone's going, yeah, this is brilliant. We'll get sacked live on stream. And like some guys are going, I've never seen someone get sacked before. And I'm like sitting here going, oh, this is terrible. And we have the meeting with the board and that. And I'm like, all right, let's just grind it out, grind it out. And it's got to the point where I've got, I reckon I'm a, I reckon I'm a game away from being fired. Okay. And we, you joke about Pulis. We, we aren't at Christmas yet. We are li- like, literally, I'm a game away from Christmas. Okay. And it's Celtic away and then it's Hibs away on Boxing Day okay first and third and I was sitting there going oh, I can't I just I hated I hated the stream I hated how it was finishing so I was like look right we're going to cut it here at Celtic we're going to cut it we're going to raid into someone else right and I'm going to come back tomorrow 
and we're going to take the seller game on and we'll make a decision as to what happens next and oh the chat goes off there's anger and they're like you robbed me of my sacking and I'm, just, I'm pissing myself laughing at this point right? I've gone full heel turn and, just, and I, we raided into this to, uh, to Big Man on campus and he's like what's going on here all the chatters are going like I can't believe he's robbed us of, a, of his raid and I'm explaining what's going on and Big Man's he's laughing his head off as well he's like that's brilliant so, so I've left on this cliffhanger that when we start the stream on Sunday night, which again has already happened, so well, this has already so happened. At this point, I will invite you uh, at home or wherever you listen to this podcast to pause it and decide if Tony got sacked. Okay, right. Okay, we'll see. We shall see. We shall see. So, Tony, if people want to to go back and watch a video on demand of of the demise of Tony Jameson in Aberdeen. <laughs> And potentially find that... <laughs> Which, to be honest, is, is two different video channels, because I've got... That's a film. That is, that is. Um, or if they want to come and, and bring some optimism about where you potentially might go next, where can they find you on Twitch and other various means of social media? Yeah, you can find me streaming... I'm going to call it Football Manager 21, because who knows where we're going to be uh, on Wednesday and Sunday nights. <laughs> we might still be Aberdeen. We might still be. We might we might be somewhere else. We don't know. Uh, Wednesday and, and Sunday nights is where we do that. Um, that's going to be 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock. However, uh, this weekend, where I'm also going to do the... Um, we're also doing the FM playoffs as well. So those who've listened before um, at my abilities in PvP... Oh, we get to relive that again. So it's not like I've got enough stress in my life. We're going to add more issues there. Um, also, uh, this week as well is the return of Monday Night Football on Monday nights, of course, nine o'clock and, uh, and Thursday night, Fantasy Football with Maggio, nine o'clock as well. Uh, all those can be found twitch.tv forward slash Tony Jameson or FM, Tony Jameson FM, sorry. Or if you want to, um, presumably like most people send me abuse on twitter uh which is at tony jameson you're more than welcome to do that as well getting roasted in his his own discord uh this you can you can come and join the discord and send me some grief in there yeah there's loads of places you can send him grief it's brilliant um i am going to encourage people to go and check us out on patreon.com forward slash football manager therapy it is free a month and it goes a long way of supporting this here podcast in return we give you an extra podcast a month we have just done an fmt retro about eagle akin thieve that you can go and check out as well as all the other stuff that we've done in the past and coming up this month we're looking at ibrahim ibrahima bakayoko for an fmt retro as well which we're really excited to do we also get access to a private discord channel where we float ideas we ask you about what you want us to do i think we might i might we might even do another fmt retro next month and we'll give you guys the choices as well of that you also get this podcast ad free a little bit earlier as well so there's there's some nice little incentives in there and if you do want to support us here you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash football manager therapy this month's shout out to a wonderful cause and a wonderful charity is football beyond borders Uh, they support young people from disadvantaged backgrounds who are passionate about football but are disengaged in school in order to help them finish school with the skills and grades to make a successful transition into adulthood it's a really cool cause i actually stumbled across them because they had some jobs available in manchester and i genuinely considered about applying because what they do is some really really amazing work you might have seen them recently on bt sport be mentioned but make sure you go and check them out on twitter 
on an Instagram, go and see what they do. And then if you feel like you want to support them, do so there. So yeah, once again, that is Football Beyond Borders doing some amazing work. All right, that is it all that we've got time for this week on this week's podcast. From glory to agony, we have given you the full football manager experience. And we'll be doing that again, same place, same time next week. But in the meantime, take care of yourselves. And we'll see you next week on Football Manager Therapy.